0: Hello, everyone. This is Deb McBride, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer podcast. It is Sunday, the 26th of April. Can you believe it, in the year 2020? I can't believe April is almost over. It is just flying by. And I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it is a beautiful day. It has been a beautiful day, and it's becoming a beautiful evening. And I have a couple of announcements to make, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Um, (laughs) um, I am giving a class with my friend and colleague, Laura Flanagan, who is an expert in... Uh, yoga meditation, pranayama breath work, and yamana body rolling. And I have met Laura here in Costa Rica. She is originally from Madison, Wisconsin. She's a scientist, originally a scientist, and now she is uh, uh, establishing an equine healing center here, which is called the Socrates Center. And Laura and I are giving a class called Transformation for Turbulent Times, and we're going to start it in mid-May. And it is going to be a combination of the skills that Laura has plus the skills I have. So I'll be doing everyone's astrological chart and uh, doing a scan with my holographic scanning system. And... We have four webinars scheduled for this week. They're free. There'll be live Q&A because people will not know what my holographic scanning system is all about. So I invite you to look at my website if you are not on my mailing list and you did not get something about this already today. And on my website, if you go to Astrologer's Thoughts, it's on my blog and it. Uh, talks about it there and there's a video also that describes what we're going to be doing on my YouTube channels the Golden Astrologer and it's also embedded on my website in that blog piece so there are four webinars the zoom links are on the blog and you can log in and register I believe in, in advance but one will be tomorrow and then there's one Tuesday, one Wednesday, and then one next Saturday's because we want to show people what we can do with my new vision system and uh, scanning system that we can scan a holographic field, clear emotional patterns, um, and help people live and manifest their dreams. So if you're interested, you can write to me or you can take a look at these webinars and join us. Um, thank you so much and I hope that you can uh, benefit from this so what we are doing now where are we well we're on a big weekend here and one of the things is that um, Pluto went retrograde yesterday afternoon and it's an annual event Pluto has gone retrograde and it's retrograde for a good five six months and we take this time to go within, really go within, because it's, and we're not aware of it so much as it's a very subtle turn inward. It's not so obvious as has been the last few months. Um, but this is this is something that happens every year. And so half the population has a retrograde Pluto. And that's because uh, it, Pluto's retrograde for half the year. So whenever someone's born, you know, they have a retrograde Pluto or a not retrograde Pluto. It doesn't matter so much as it does if it you know if it's retrograde or direct in your chart in in that it's not this strong oh my god you have a retrograde Pluto no it's you know like I said half the population has it so these are people who probably go inward anyway and they are naturally disposed in that respect respect so in any event, now Pluto has made its retrograde station. It stops, the Pluto stops, and it takes this journey for the next few months, and it's going to go backwards in, (laughs) it it apparently go backwards. So it's at 24 degrees. Um, This is the degree where it's met Jupiter, 24 degrees, and it's going to go back to about only about 22 degrees. So Pluto's very slow moving. And when it returns from the underworld in October, it will be at about 22 degrees or so. And really, um, when it connects with Jupiter for the third and last time, it's going to be at the degree where it met Saturn. So it's going to station direct at 22, which is where it met Saturn. Once we get to October and it, when it meets up with Jupiter for the last time in November, it's going to be at that 22 degrees point. So it is going to go back to the place where it met Saturn, although Saturn will not go back to that place. So when we have Pluto turning retrograde, we, you know, often shift our gaze and things start to uh, surface to us inwardly. So we get become more aware and we start to have realizations and we start to ponder things a little more and then when Pluto goes direct now here we are in this major situation in the world when Pluto goes direct in October we're going to get more information about this usually when Pluto shifts and turns direct it brings out everything from the underworld or 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 perhaps what we've been thinking on a collective level so we may have more information Uh, about coronavirus. We may have more information about um, our own journey during this time. And so I advise everyone to take, you know, a deeper look, do some inner work. um, And maybe this is going to be very fruitful for you. And it it should be. However, um, if you've been following the Tarantula Chronicles in my my, uh, Instagram and on my podcast here, You will recall that the last time Pluto did something big, which was conjunct with Jupiter on the 4th of April, I witnessed a tarantula at the very moment that Pluto was conjuncting with Jupiter. And so we had this event, we were here in the garden and I explained it so you can go back to my um, April 5th podcast and it will, you'll hear all about how we saw this tarantula appear just as the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction occurred exactly. And so yesterday at about an hour after uh, Pluto went retrograde, I was in Puriscal, which is a lovely area up near the mountains, here in uh, the San Jose area, and we were visiting a friend's farm, and we were sitting at a picnic table having some lunch, and afterwards we got up and uh, one of our party mentioned to me oh look <laughs> and there was a tarantula <laughs> so this is the second tarantula in three weeks <laughs> they seem to appear to me when pluto does something and they are creatures of the underworld they do live under the earth there are holes in the earth where their tarantulas live a lot of insects live under the earth, ants live under the earth, um, but tarantulas live under the earth, and this was this was quite a vision. Um, and if you go to my Instagram feed, The Golden Astrologer, you will see him because I posted him or her um, today. So <laughs> power animals. Power animals appear to us when something important is going on and so this is the second time I've gotten a tarantula. Now I've been here for over three years and there have been no tarantula sightings. I had some other hairy spider come in the house one day back when I first got here but um, it was not this and it was not what we saw three weeks ago and you know tarantulas are a little hairy and furry and black and brown and Um, so it, it makes me say power animals are with us, spirit animals connect with us and tarantulas and in a number of places I've read tarantulas indicate that a life direction is evolving, that a purpose and a mission is evolving and that a, um, a lot of patience is needed for this. And so we wait patiently and the tarantula waits patiently with us. I did take pictures of the tarantula, as I said, it's on Instagram. Um, and afterwards I thanked him or her and I said, you know, thank you. And I said, um, goodbye. It was, you know, a pleasure meeting you. And it waved one of its legs at me. So here I was communicating with nature. And I think this is important on many levels. First of all, it's really important to communicate with nature. We have to communicate with nature. It's communicating with us on a regular basis. Even when it's raining, it's communicating with us. Even though we're like, oh, I got to bring my umbrella, wear my raincoat. Um, it's communicating with us. And so well, I feel graced and I feel enormous gratitude. To witness something so grand, I mean, you know, I did not see tarantulas in Brooklyn <laughs> when I lived there. And so this is an enormous, beautiful gift in in some way. you know, I also saw a two yesterday, which is also an enormous, beautiful gift. but but this has a pattern, and this is a theme, and Pluto is bringing these tarantulas to me and to these other people that I was with, some of them, the same people that witnessed the first tarantula. And so this is a moment. And so I share this moment with all of you because this is important. It's about finding that life direction, shifting life direction and connecting with what we're supposed to be doing now in the wake of this new world we're going to be going into and be grateful that we're being directed and and transformed in this way. And, um, you know, I, I think that nature speaks and we have to listen and we need to listen and we need to communicate with nature on a regular basis. And it's so important to do that. And so it's part of us and we are part of it and we are, have nature within us. And so, uh, we live in this, you know, unified field, this quantum field, and we're all one. So when the tarantula speaks, I listen <laughs> and, um, I take its message seriously. And so, uh, we'll see what happens if another one should appear to me, if I have more tarantula chronicles stories to tell. And this is certainly an unusual occurrence, you know, for me, and for those who have been with me and we were saying that this is important, that this is, this is something uh, that is a theme and that is occurring and that we have to, we have to really listen to it. So there you go. That's uh, one story of the week. <laughs> In the meantime, we've had a new moon. Um, we had that Wednesday and into Thursday when the moon conjunct Uranus. So the moon and the sun were together on top of each other as a new moon is, and we did a ritual. I did a ritual. I put up some Instagrams about how to do a ritual and what, what are some tips about rituals for the new moon and what we would like to manifest and thinking about manifesting something. And so, you know, this is something that we need to uh, do regularly, you know, like, Focus on what we want to manifest because we're manifesting all the time anyway. So when we have Uranus involved, it's like magic. It's 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 like lightning bolts. It's anything we can have, anything we want. So we start to connect with Uranus, which is the magician, the 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 planet of innovation, the planet of brilliance and genius, and uh, a little contrary, revolutionary. But what can you revolutionize in your life? So. When that happened this week, uh, people had different things happen to them. It was crazy for me. It was really just like jam-packed, one moment after another. Can't catch my breath. And so today, the sun, you know, the sun, it moves slower than the moon. So the moon met with Uranus after the new moon on Thursday, and then today the sun has caught up to that spot and is sort of highlighting the new moon and highlighting Uranus um, and the moon's conjunction on Thursday. And so it's, we are getting some illumination. And so, you know, that's it's, we're just, I feel like I'm just catching up from all the emails and the messages and the things I've been doing since Wednesday and Thursday. And it's just, it's been nonstop. So it's a really profound, powerful aspect. It only happens once a year. The sun goes to Uranus just as Pluto goes retrograde once a year and then goes direct five, six months later. So this has been an interesting, interesting time. You know, we are definitely... Uh, moving energy forward, and we, whether we realize it or not, even though it doesn't feel like it in some respects, a lot of people are still home, a lot of people still going through the transformation, the hard time, and I wish everyone, you know, great success from my heart with with those transformations. Mercury has spoken to both Jupiter and Pluto in the meantime, so we had that Jupiter-Pluto, they're still very close together, and Mercury, the planet of communication, is connecting with both of those planets between yesterday and today. And this is really interesting because it was about a 24 hour period where Mercury first squared Pluto and then squared Jupiter early this morning. And when Mercury talks to them, Mercury is saying, okay, you know, what do you have to tell me? What do we want to communicate? What, what is it that was important And what about the transformation? And what about the life direction? What about these things that are um, basically giving us um, new information? Now, Mercury has been at the end of Aries, Mercury's finishing up with Aries, and tomorrow afternoon moves into the sign of Taurus. So, Mercury is doing what the Sun did. A few weeks ago which we're like a week or so ago where it moved out of Aries and moved into Taurus so the sun squared you know did some squaring of Jupiter and Pluto the week before two weeks ago and then moved into Taurus and then squared Saturn so now Mercury is going to follow the same path Mercury is a little bit slower than the sun right now which is not typically Mercury but you know we did have that long retrograde so Mercury is so has been squaring Pluto has been squaring Jupiter and is now, it's very powerful. So if you are getting information similar to the Jupiter-Pluto on the 4th of April, you're getting communication, you're getting articulation, you are communicating a message, then this is all very important. Obviously, I got a message referring to the Jupiter-Pluto, you know, yesterday. And so this experience of Mercury is now tapping on the door of the Jupiter-Pluto. It's squaring Jupiter and Pluto the way the sun did. So the sun was illumination. That was the week we made decisions. Remember the week of the 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, where we were making decisions. And a lot of people emerged from that week with the illumination of the sun talking to them, you know, showing them a new way, a new light. And that's part of the transformation we're all in right now, that Jupiter-Pluto is helping us establish something new in our lives. And Mercury is saying, hey, remember what you said? Remember what you were going to do? We got to keep going with that. And Mercury is giving you ideas about how to do that. Mercury is giving you um, plenty of communication you might be maybe you decided to start and you know you're going to start an enterprise or start something new or finish something up and Mercury is saying okay remember with that promise you made to yourself that decision you made you know you're going to be thinking about that again and that's really important. So this is a really significant pattern because we had the sun illuminate and give us some really wonderful information and now mercury is going to elaborate on that. So pay attention. Pay attention to what you're hearing, pay attention to what you're thinking, pay attention to your thoughts and connect with them and be be aware. Stay aware of what you're being told. I was saying on my Instagram today that we should be paying attention to the hidden messages that we receive, to the things that we are getting as messages, whether they're symbols, whether they're power animals, <laughs> whether they are uh, messages from the universe or messages from friends or whatever, what what our life is telling us something. So it's really very important to pay attention to that. So Mercury is going to have a journey. So Mercury enters Taurus tomorrow, 3.53 p.m. Eastern eastern daylight time and then we'll square Saturn so it does what the Sun did a week ago Mercury is now moving out of Aries finishing the journey with Jupiter and Pluto squaring because they're in Capricorn and then squaring that Saturn so you know there may be feeling that a little bit of roadblock that we felt last Tuesday a little bit of you know well Uh, what's my obstacle? What do I need to do? How am I feeling? If you get up in the morning and you don't feel like getting up in the morning tomorrow or the next day, this is probably a good dose of Saturn. And I can safely say people have been telling me and I've been feeling that Saturn that was a little, a little needling, you know, um, Mercury is going to move more swiftly. It's a little more sprightly than the sun the sun might illuminate like ugh i have a long road ahead of me where mercury might go you know what i just got to take this on okay uh, this is my mission and so mercury squares saturn and then it's going to conjunct uranus cuz remember it's moving into taurus so with saturn's in aquarius and mercury is going over and tapping on saturn's door saturn's going to show you the limitation and then mercury's going to go to uranus and say ah i'm freeing myself up here i'm going to free myself up of this limitation I'm going to think of something innovative to do to uh, pull myself into this new life. So, you know, Jupiter and Pluto are showing us the way Uranus is always showing us something different and new that we need to pay attention to. And Mercury is going to greet Uranus later on Thursday night. So really, we have most of the week to get through before 1141 p.m. Thursday evening, where Mercury greets Uranus. And that's an electrical thing. That's Mercury hitting Uranus and saying, hey, like, what do you think? What like, let's let's do something big and crazy. Let's shock everybody. Let's come out with this. And let's make a big announcement or or something like that. So maybe in the world, there'll be some announcements, maybe there will be some good news maybe there'll be some innovative news certainly we are all being asked to be innovative now and to be thinking innovatively and creatively and you know Taurus is a creative sign Taurus is the sign of nature Taurus is the sign of the earth and and the fertility and we are working to create something new each and every one of us whether we're conscious of it or not and we're being asked to to do that. Now, um, so Mercury is going to be busy. Mercury is changing signs. Mercury is finishing up with Jupiter and Pluto. Mercury's and then you know moving to Saturn, moving to Uranus. You know, so Mercury is going to be doing things that we uh, we need to pay attention to. We need to listen because Mercury's speaking. Mercury's the planet of speech and thinking and writing and articulating and communicating. So. Maybe someone will contact you out of the blue. Maybe a new job will come out of the blue. depends on where Mercury and Uranus fall in your chart. And the other thing is that, you know, if you have a Mercury-Uranus conjunction or any sort of contact of Mercury and Uranus in your chart, you may be feeling a lot of that. You're going to be a Mercury-Uranus person feeling Mercury-Uranus in the sky. And therefore, getting something really brilliant sparkly sparkly glittery something that's going to give you a boost i would think on thursday so um it's high energy watch the caffeine intake (laughs) don't let yourself get um you know jacked up on caffeine on thursday because you're going to be jacked up anyway people had problems sleeping it's funny um Last week, I was talking to people on Thursday and they went through that moon Uranus in their sleep. It happened on Eastern time, 4.29 a.m. last Thursday. And so people here were talking to me and they're like, I woke up this morning and said, thank God <laughs> because the night was over because the restlessness and the sleeplessness and like, ah, oh, what a terrible night. Ah, that was such a weird night. So many people said this and they just tossed and turned and it was weird and nutty. And so, yeah, that was... That was a little rough it was like like sleeping sleeping on a on a ship (laughs) it's rocking all night Um, even though it was in an earth sign so maybe it was more like a bit of an earthquake while you slept but it was it's like oh thank god it's daylight and I get to do something like in real life like instead of delving into the unconscious realms which is what the outer planets make us do so this week brace yourself for mercury (laughs) It's more, but it's chatty and thoughtful and, you know, busy and buzzing and buzzing. So watch those, watch those caffeine intakes and watch the, watch the energetic, you know, drinks and stuff like that. You know, don't overdo it. So just use the energy creatively and thoughtfully. Um, Other things happening this week are a little quieter. We are going to... Move into a, a nice uh, M- Venus aspect with Neptune. And that's always, you know, Venus and Neptune get along. And um, Venus is in Gemini where she's going to start slowing down because she's going to retrograde on the 13th. And she is slowly, slowly going to square Neptune. So she's not really... Um, She's not really uh, giving us a whole lot of information right now. She's going to glide into the square with Neptune next Sunday. Now, she is in Gemini, and that is an informational kind of sign, but remember, she's slowing down the frequency. The energy is slowing down, so we can pay attention to Venus and pay attention to what the goddess is going to reveal to us during the Venus retrograde, which goes on for like six weeks. It's typically, yes. Um, so there'll be later on next Sunday night the third, there'll be a Venus Neptune square. Now, Venus and Neptune like each other and they're they speak to each other and Venus is exalted in Neptune's sign of Pisces. But right now she's in Gemini and she's gonna get really slow. And so this is, we're now moving into starting to think about what Venus retrograde is going to mean. And over the next couple of weeks, we'll be discussing that here on the podcast and what that feels like. And that's another thing to start paying attention to your relationships, your friendships with women, whether you're male, female, cat, dog, whatever, alien, (laughs) Um, paying attention to your relationships with women, especially, but also your relationships, like communicating is very important so she might start revealing a lot of things while she is retrograde and interestingly enough you know back to the spider um in the the Spanish language, I've learned that these, these things that represent, you know, these, these creepy crawly things that we have here, snakes and spiders, it's all in the feminine gender. So it's el serpiente, or I'm sorry, la serpiente, not el serpiente. And it's la serpiente for, you know, it's a female gender. And the spiders, you know, tarantula, um, and really is an araña, and it's la araña. So the in the Romance languages, these creepy-crawly things are female. And so here we are with the goddess, because the goddess is power, and this shows you the power of these animals, that when you encounter something like la serpiente or la araña, they um, are revealing something goddess-like to you so when you read mythology stories there's a lot of imagery with you know um, one of the goddesses turns into a spider and she or she's like in a weaving contest and she's you know one goddess turns another one into a spider and the spider tells the story you know is the the web weaver the storyteller and snakes I mean snakes are all through mythology and so interestingly enough it is a female not a male (laughs) and so it it's the dark side of the feminine and so when Venus goes retrograde in a few weeks we're going to start noticing more of the dark side of the feminine because you know she's going to take her little journey and uh, sort of I don't want to say the underworld because she's not really aspecting Pluto or going there but she is going to hide and the goddess usually is doing something different she wants to go to sleep she wants to be out to lunch she's putting the uh, you know hours closed hours open sign on the door the goddess is not necessarily um paying a lot of attention at that time now she will go retrograde while we are still in taurus which is her sign so this is going to be an interesting time even though she's in gemini and she's going to stay in gemini there's the duality of the goddess and so her darker qualities may surface during this time which is why we see spiders and snakes and things like that remember she is we are all all dual in nature we all have dark we all have light but just pay attention there's probably a very grand message here coming for each and every one of us venus is also money so when we start thinking about money and prosperity and stuff Sometimes I think what's happening, and this is my guess, you know, for the moment, my insight for the moment, and then it may change as Venus evolves because it always does. But, you know, a lot of people don't have money right now. A lot of people are wondering about their businesses. Are they going to restart their businesses? Are they going to be able to function again? Or how do they need to come back from business? And Venus will say, you know, Okay, we're going, you know, we're going retrograde to review all of this. Do we need that office space? Maybe we don't. And people, as they start to function again in the world, if that's what starts to happen, Venus is going to uh, show us what we need to be paying attention to and what we can discard and what we need to review and relationships, you know, employees will be fired People will think twice about the relationships they're in. Maybe their relationship with their partner, their spouse will get stronger as a result of Venus retrograde because they're realizing what a wonderful person they've had in their lives all these years and they have not acknowledged it because they've been working 20 hours a day, you know? And then there's the converse where people may feel, "Mm, wow, now I'm really seeing who my partner is and do I want to be in this? And so I have to... Uh, say at this moment you know this may be we may need to review our cash flow our money how we're handling our money Venus retrograde you know if you're waiting for money sometimes it doesn't come through in time sometimes it doesn't um give you the cash you need but we do like we do have to pull through it we all have to get through the Venus retrograde in some way shape or form so if you are reconsidering a lot of the things you're doing that's the time to do it that six weeks and that's about it for me on the Golden Astrologer. I will briefly go through the moon. Um, it is in Gemini right now, and it is going to be void for a short half hour tomorrow afternoon between 1 and 1.30 Eastern Time. Um, it's in Cancer after that. It's going to be void for a number of hours on Wednesday the 29th from 3.29 p.m. till 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So there's a good bunch of hours, and then Friday it's basically void all day, noon Eastern time, so that's 10 a.m. here, and it's going to be void until 1.30 in the morning, Saturday morning, and that's it. Um, then it goes void late Sunday night, so it's going to be Void in Leo on Friday, so that's a, that's going to be a party day. And here in Costa Rica, May 1st is Labor Day, so it is a holiday. So it's a good day to have a void moon, and we may have a little garden event here, so a fiesta. Thank you for listening. This is Deb McBride. This is the Golden Astrologer Podcast, and please stay tuned and have a look at my website, Astrologer's Thoughts, for the latest uh, post on Transformation for Turbulent Times, Stay tuned to my Instagram where I've been posting daily videos about astrology and my Twitter, which is at Dev Astrology. And I wish you a beautiful week ahead. Thank you for listening.